Welcome to WFUV's What's What. It's Wednesday, February 28th. What's What is a daily podcast that explores current events, culture, news, and hot topic issues in the New York tri-state area. And includes features and interviews exclusively from WFUV. I'm Christina Lulich. And I'm Caroline Ely. And here's What's What near you. New York City Mayor Eric Adams is challenging sanctuary laws which prohibit the city from working with federal immigration officials. Current laws don't allow the city to cooperate with U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement if a foreign national is charged with a crime but not convicted. But Mayor Eric Adams has made comments supporting working with the federal immigration authorities. Adams' comments follow a series of high-profile crimes where the alleged suspects are asylum seekers who recently arrived in the city. Some of the crimes include a recent shooting of a tourist in Times Square and a group assault on two NYPD officers. If Adams were to make changes to current sanctuary laws, it would be the first shift in policy since the 80s. Democrat Tom Suozzi will be sworn back into Congress tonight after winning a special election for New York's 3rd Congressional District. He'll replace the embattled former Republican Congressman George Santos representing Long Island and Queens. Suozzi's victory narrows the House Republicans' slim majority. And with the newly drawn congressional maps, Democrats expect 18 definite seats in New York. Tonight, Swazi will address his colleagues on the House floor, who he knows well, having previously served three terms before running for governor. Governor Kathy Hochul is calling on social media companies and tech giants like Google and Meta to stop promoting illicit marijuana dealers. She says companies like Google that knowingly promote illegal stores can hurt legal operators, aid the massive black market, and deprive New York of tax revenues. Google Maps shows illegal pot shops when searching for cannabis dispensaries, and Meta's Instagram allows illegal vendors to promote their products on social media. The governor is urging lawmakers to back her enforcement agenda, which will be part of the 2024-2025 state budget. Some of the proposals include giving greater authority to padlock smoke shops and fining cannabis owners who refuse to allow state regulators to inspect their stores. There are currently 77 licensed cannabis outlets in all of New York State. Mayor Eric Adams and Sheriff Anthony Miranda estimate there are as many as 2,000 smoke shops illegally selling weed in the Big Apple alone. So, Caroline, there's new research from the University of Zurich led by Professor Sasha Fruholz. That's right, Christina, and they found that live music has a deeper emotional impact on our brains than streamed music. So the research shows that when we're watching live music, our amygdala, which is the emotional center in our brain, becomes more active. This isn't to say that recorded music doesn't tug at our heartstrings, but there's far less of an emotional impact. The researchers also found that during live performances, there's a sync between our emotional experience and our brain's response to the music. And Professor Fruhol says that's why live music has this unique ability to evoke such deep emotions. The Brooklyn Book Bodega is giving away free books to kids across New York City in the hopes to increase literacy. And WFUV's Mia Batista has the story. The Brooklyn Book Bodega held a free book giveaway at the Brooklyn Navy Yard Book Hub. Executive Director and Co-Founder Rebecca Cohen says early exposure to reading and owning books helps kids excel in school and in their lives. And so what we want from Saturday is people to be excited about the books that they find, to enjoy each other, enjoy the experience of sort of finding a gem in all the boxes of books, and ultimately to get what, what they want in their reading life. Educators and parents started the Brooklyn Book Bodega five years ago. They partner with local organizations and community centers to target book deserts, where there's limited access to books. 
So far, the book bodega has given out over 390,000 books to people across New York City. Shirley Arana is a teacher at a public school in Queens. She says she came to the event for her students. Right now, as a kindergarten teacher, I'm teaching the kids how to read. <laughs> so having this opportunity to come here and get these books for them is um, really important to me. Um, especially when there's like low funding and budget cuts. Our classroom libraries are looking thinner than ever. The Brooklyn Book Bodega says its goal is to help New Yorkers fill their home libraries with books. You can get involved by hosting your own book drive, running a fundraiser, or volunteering at the Book Hub. I'm Mia Batista, WFUV News. Over the next few weeks, the WFUV Newsroom is speaking with organizations that are working to combat the opioid epidemic across New York City. This week, I spoke to Karen Carlini, the Associate Executive Director of Dynamic Youth Community. We talked about the work they do in addressing drug addiction with adolescents and why a program like Dynamic Youth Community is needed. Tell me more about Dynamic Youth Community. We started out 53 years ago and started out on Coney Island Avenue in Brooklyn. And, you know, at that time, there really wasn't any services um, for people seeking help for addiction. And certainly there weren't services for adolescents and young adults. Bill and and a few other people came in and started this program um, based on their own lived experience and started the program with with young people in mind. And we've come a long way in terms of, you know, the improvements and the work that we do. People came in and they didn't go to jail and they did find help. And as long as places like us existed, they were able to get, you know, the help that they needed. And not everybody does. And there's other approaches and other ways that we're res- we're long-term residential, outpatient. We have different tracks for different ages. But we also do a lot in the community. We provide a lot of education to members of the community, to families, so that we maybe they can prevent that with their own children if they're educated. So there's an awful lot you know, that goes on in terms of the work that we do. But there's no one-size-fits-all. We believe in the work that we do. We remain committed to this age group and this population, although we, we do provide services to other age groups in different levels of care. But, you know, for 50 some odd years, we've been committed because there's not a lot specific to the young adult community. Why do people struggling with addiction need a program like Dynamic Youth Community? Comprehensive services were so necessary um, for someone with addiction, simply because addiction doesn't, doesn't just happen because you took too many pills. It creates a lot of issues. And for young people, there's so much in their background that needs to be, um, I think, understood or they need to feel understood from, you know, trauma to problems at home to homelessness to, you know, all of the things I think that people suffer from in addition to their addiction or that comes with addiction. So it's really important to us that we're able to do that. And young people need structure and young people need direction and guidance. And we we knew that and we were able to provide that in a setting that was, you know, safe and productive and they felt productive, they feel productive, you know, but structure is really key. It's even worse now, but there's way too much influence, you know, out there that gets in the way. So we try to take the noise out. That was my co-host, WFUV's Christina Lulich, speaking to Karen Carlini, the Associate Executive Director of Dynamic Youth Community.
It's part of our ongoing Strike Accord public service campaign, highlighting New York City-based organizations responding to the opioid epidemic. And that's our show for today. But check back with us tomorrow around 3 o'clock for the latest news, exclusive interviews, and feature stories from FUV. And as always, you can find more from us at WFUVnews.org and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. I'm Christina Lulich. And I'm Caroline Ely. And that's What's What.